Welcome to SonaCast, a podcast from the team at Sona Nanotech Inc. Sona's unique gold nanorods will power next generation diagnostic devices and medical applications. In every podcast, we seek to learn more about our industry with expert insight and special guests. Hello and welcome to this edition of SonaCast. I'm Darren Evans and today our guest is Dr. Trevor Keel, Sona's business development consultant for the UK and Europe. Trevor has a background in chemistry and pharmaceuticals, and even though he is an experienced business development and communications expert, he still considers himself a scientist at heart. He has extensive knowledge of nanotechnology, having completed a PhD in pharmaceutical nanotechnology at the University of Nottingham in the UK, and is an expert in all things gold, having worked closely with the World Gold Council for almost a decade. Trevor, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Darren, nice to be here. So first, as you know, we're big into gold here at Sona. So can you tell us a bit more about your work with the World Gold Council? Sure, yeah. So I've been, um, I've been associated with the World Gold Council for about 10 years now. And I don't know, it might be, might be useful for the listeners to explain about the organisation if they don't know anything about them. So the World Gold Council is basically the uh, market development organisation for the gold industry. It represents about 20 uh, of the world's largest gold mining companies. And um, they're interested in basically sustaining and stimulating demand for gold. So most people will be aware the majority of gold that is, is used in the world goes into the jewellery and investment sectors. Um, my role for the organisation was actually to, to sort of talk a little bit about some of the uses of gold in the technical sector, so industrial applications for the metal. So that's a much smaller percentage, but a very important aspect of gold's use in society generally. So well over 300 tonnes of gold a year goes into industrial applications, primarily in the, in the electronics industry. But there are also a number of other applications, which we'll, we'll probably cover as, as we speak in a little bit more detail. Um, but there are another, a, a series of other applications that where, where gold finds important use. So I work, I work with the, 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 this industry group to help sort of talk a little bit more broadly about gold. So to explain to the world that it's a little bit more than just investment and, and jewellery use. Sure. Um, and of course, you began your career in the pharmaceutical industry, and I know that you've got a particular um, interest in advancements in healthcare. Yeah. So what is kind of currently piquing your interest when it comes to the use of gold in healthcare? Yeah, gold in healthcare is actually a fascinating story. There's a very long history um, and a very long relationship between the two things. Now, I think for what's piquing my interest now, I, I'd like to tell a story about what initially piqued my interest about, okay. about gold, actually. Um gold's use in the in the in the sector so when i started work for the world gold council we all knew that gold was used in the diagnostic space it was it was a it was a well sort of a relatively well told story um but we didn't really have a great deal of detail about that we didn't know how much gold was used you know how many applications there were so i remember one day thinking right i'm going to go out and find out a bit more about it and so i did a bit of searching found someone to speak to i spoke to david bell who's who at the time worked for fine diagnostics one of the world's leading experts in, in, the di- in malaria diagnostics particularly. And I remember having a very interesting conversation with him. He was a, he was a technical expert. He knew the, the technology itself inside out. And I remember right at the end of the call, I, I, I said, uh, just out of interest, do you know roughly how many of these types of tests are produced every year, roughly? And back of my mind, I thought maybe a, a few million or whatever. You know, I knew they were quite common. And David sort of, I heard some rustling. He said, yep, yeah, um, last year... 260 million. Wow. And at first I thought I'd misheard. And I said, 260 million? He said, yeah. And I said, well, overall? And he said, no, that's just malaria. So that one moment kind of really brought to life for me the importance of 
gold's role because yeah. that's a quarter of a billion tests for malaria alone, pretty much every single one of which contain a small quantity of gold. Very few people know that. Very, you know, people quite senior in certain aspects of the diagnostics industry aren't aware of that. So that was really what initially piqued my interest for the for the application, and from then on, really that that, in, that interest has grown. And the importance, as, as I've learned more about the diagnostics space, the importance of gold's gold's role is is key. Now that's the that piqued my interest for diagnostics. The other aspect of what I find very interesting for gold's role in the healthcare sphere is is in therapeutics. So. I used to work for GlaxoSmithKline, and one of the companies that became GlaxoSmithKline was a company called SmithKline in French in the 1980s. They developed a drug called Oranafin. Oranafin was FDA-approved, FDA it went onto the market, and um, it was used to treat rheumatoid arthritis, which it did very successfully for a number of years, before it was superseded, which is the way the, way the pharmaceutical industry works. Obviously, a new treatment came along, which was better and more effective. However, what's interesting about Oranafin is it's still of interest today. And there are a number of different clinical trials go ongoing with that particular drug looking for new uses because it's effectively an FDA-approved drug. So if you can find somewhere else where it's useful, it takes away a lot of the burden of actually getting that drug approved. So, you know, there are a number of different examples of where oranafin is being used in new clinical trials as we speak. And one of those examples is, is to treat very severe dysentery, which kills tens of thousands of people every year, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa. I find it fascinating that gold, a gold-based drug is also being used. So they're, they're the two things that really have, have, have interested me over the years with gold and in the healthcare sphere. Okay. Uh, and what about kind of current and future developments? Is there anything kind of really groundbreaking coming in? Yeah, so I mean, I mean one thing that is, is, is really interesting is the use of gold nanoparticles mm. um, to deliver drugs. Now, this is something that's been ongoing. It's obviously a very tough route to market, a very difficult thing to actually get and devices and, and new drugs approved. Um, there is a number of companies working in that sphere to actually effectively um, uh, sort of attach drugs onto gold nanoparticles and use those gold nanoparticles to more efficiently target where the drug actually, so you, almost as a, as a homing missile to a tumour, for example. So that is, is absolutely fascinating. And there are phase two clinical trials ongoing at the moment using gold nanoparticles as that type of delivery vehicle. So it really is a, across, the, across the whole kind of sphere of healthcare, gold is playing a, a part in each, in each area. Fantastic. Um, oh, you started talking about gold nanotechnology, and in a recent blog that you wrote for us on the Sona Nanotech website, you said that the R&D landscape for gold nanotechnology is currently as buoyant um, as I've ever seen it. Um, could you kind of expand on that comment and tell us why you think that's the sure. case? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's something I tracked during the years I worked for the for the gold industry, and you know, it was almost exponential watching the sort of R and D papers and patents rise as the years progressed. And um, you know, now I think we're very much into the D part of R and D. So I think a lot of the research has kind of has been done. There's been a lot of excellent research performed over the last decade or so. And what's exciting for me as a commercially minded person is now we're starting to see some of the D come in. So you've got the research there, let's develop it into a product. And you know, this is what we're doing at Sona. We, we, you know, there, there's been a lot of good research into nanorods and now we're seeing that there is an opportunity to actually take them into the next generation of products um, in, the, in the healthcare sphere. So yeah, I think, I think um, you know, nanotechnology, it's been so much research. And the other thing to mention, I guess, is, is, is gold, it's probably one of the most widely researched nanomaterials because it's so stable, you know, it's so straightforward to make nanoparticles. 
And then when you have made them, they have such a broad range of use. And that has really seen sort of enormous R&D over the years. And as I say, hopefully more D now than R. Absolutely. Um, and you, you started to mention kind of gold, uh, Sona's unique gold nanorod technology. Um, what do you think, what do you hear back from people when you, you go out there yeah. and you do the business development role and you talk about yeah. Sona's gold? What sort of reactions are you getting to that as a new uh, product in the marketplace? I, I mean, I think it's it, excitement, frankly. You know, and, and what I think is, is really driving that is, is we're now realising we need the next generation of rapid diagnostic tests, you know, and... I think having access to such stable, um, multicoloured gold nanorods will help drive that next generation of rapid diagnostic tests. And I, I gave the example of the malaria test back when I spoke to David on the phone, quarter of a billion of those, you know, you can imagine the next generation with the sort of rise of, of the middle classes in China, the rise of the middle classes of India, all looking for better healthcare solutions. Um, in-home healthcare solutions. You know, rapid diagnostic tests are going to be at the heart of that. And if we can take um, uh, our nanorods and put them into new multiplex tests um, to, for use at home, I think there is enormous opportunity uh, there to actually be a part of the next generation of the of the rapid diagnostic test scene, as it were. Fantastic. And I know that uh, we're very excited to be uh, part of that scene. Lots of opportunities coming up and uh, lots of potential for uh, our technology as well. Um, Trevor Kill, thanks ever so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. That's all from Sonacast this week. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all the latest news and analysis from Team Sona. You can find us on Twitter at Sona Nanotech, on LinkedIn, just search for Sona Nanotech Inc., and on Instagram at Sona underscore Nanotech. Team Sona will be attending various industry events throughout 2019, including the Lateral Flow Workshop in Amsterdam, the Lateral Flow Course in San Diego, Medica in Dusseldorf, and AACC in Anaheim, where we'll be recording future podcasts. If you'd like to be one of our special guests, please get in touch through any of our social media channels. Also, we would love to get your feedback on Sonacast, so please get in touch to let us know what you think, or if you have any ideas for future guests or content.